Welcome to the DGD podcast. As always, DNC DGD himself, Robert Reynolds, and Juan Daniels. Juan, how are you doing, my man? Good, man. Just having some technical difficulties, but I'm getting it. There we go. There it is. There it is. My man, Patrick. What's going on? 63 to 3. I think that's the I think that's a cult movement right there, guys. Just letting y'all know. So listen, it is June 3rd, 2022. And with that, we, we heard something new. June, right? And, and I talked about this last time. Uh listen, June's gonna be a wild month for Georgia in, in regards to recruiting. And Juan, you were and, and you were at camp on June 1st. So let's go ahead and kick this thing in. What was it like, you know, in Athens on June first? Man, it was it was it was crazy. The energy was great. Uh, the the coaches were great. You know, you had Bobo, you had uh, Muschamp that were there. You had McClendon. Uh, you had you know Kirby came in a little bit later on. He was uh, coming from Tallahassee. Um, you know, the the recruits and the the, the campers were were excited. It was a, a an electric atmosphere. And when I tell you those guys were getting after it. I mean, they, they really, really were. And, uh, you know, just this was, you know, it's kind of felt like, hey, this is our one shot to be impressive and to impress these guys. And I saw a lot of great talent, a lot of huge guys um, that were out there. Uh, one of the, you know, the kids I train, his name is Jude Cascone. And uh, he's actually a 2026 kid, but he was going up against 2023, 2024, and he held his own. I mean, he absolutely beasted. I actually uh, retweeted him on Twitter uh, just to let you know. He has a couple of clips that you could see, but um, he's going to be a future prospect for for UGA. Yeah, I was about to ask. I know, you know, we talk about like, you know, what George is recruiting, right? Like that. I know there was uh, a few guys that got offered the same day. And, um, you know, for me, you know, that's a that's a big deal. Right. Uh, but, you know, June 1st is one thing. Right. This whole month, right, this whole month is loaded with camps, loaded with, you know, you're going to see that. I wouldn't be surprised to see thousands of kids in this month of June because, you know, there's so many kids. Right. But that also means official visits and with official visits come photos. And now here has, you know, there's an image that went out recently, Juan, you know what I'm talking about, um, you know, of a potential right white all white uniform concept and that even translates over to the helmet side of things now with that being said georgia is typically a traditional program right in regards to what we're doing with the uniform we've made subtle changes but no drastic changes right we we had you know we've had a couple variations uh you know obviously black jerseys being one um you know but you haven't saw an all-white concept and the red helmet has been a staple uh, for Georgia and its brand, um, you know, so it's. I, I feel like it's a good time to sit here and and look at the potential for you know a changing of the you know tradition. I ain't gonna say a hundred percent change. No way in hell that's gonna happen. But since Georgia coming off of a national title, is this the year that you see something like an all white concept come out on the field? Is this something that you could see? Oh, yeah, a hundred percent. And, uh, you know, t t times are changing. And so as, as, as Georgia's starting to get that spotlight, 
why not do something a little bit different? Because think about it, Robert. You and I are, are, are lifelong Georgia fans. If Georgia changes up their uniforms, is that going to stop making us Georgia fans? If they come out in something that we're not necessarily used to, because you're going to have some people that don't love it. They don't, they're not going to like it. But are you going to stop cheering for them for that game? I mean, they're the same players, same coaching staff. You know, let's just, you know, let, like, let's go. But do just something a little bit, you know, mix it up a little bit. Hey, you've even seen Michigan with their all blue uniforms or Clemson will come out and all purple. And, and of course, everybody, well, not everybody, but I love Oregon's different mix ups, you know, that, that, that they have. But just something to change it up, something to get the players excited about. Um, and and again, it's <laughs> you look at uh, uh, Patrick said it's a little bit too Penn State for him. Um, but again, it's always going to be it's always going to be Georgia. And no matter who puts on that uniform, they're going to be an absolute monster. You know, I'm kind of with Patrick here. So Patrick says, and I'll pull it back up for anybody that's that's listening. I'll read it out. Patrick, the 63 to 3 DGD, keep that in mind, uh, would be okay with the white helmet on special occasions, but he don't really like the white on white. So, you know, looking at the all white, I think you, I think, right, and you mentioned Oregon one. There's a team that we start the season with, and that's Oregon. And it will not surprise me. Honestly, it would shock me if they don't come out with some crazy concept for, you know, for the, you know, the opening game. Right. It, it just it screams time to make a statement. Oregon's about making statements with their uniforms. Listen, I understand the, you know, I, I guess you could say the what's the what's the word I'm thinking here? So Georgia hadn't won a title since, you know, 1980 prior to this. So the superstition right, that a, that a jersey change or a uniform change uh, would hinder that, that is now gone. There's no such thing as that superstition anymore. On the, you know, you, you look at Oregon being a team, right, do something crazy, right? You look at all these recruiting visits, you know, over the, I would say starting last year more so than anything, you know, you, you didn't see the white, all you know, the all white. However, you did see you know, a lot of variations that varied away from what you're used to seeing, you know, the typical red jersey, the white jersey, the silver bridges, right? You saw a lot of different variations, you know, on recruiting visits, right? All black concept, all red concept. Now we're seeing an all white concept to include the helmet. Listen, I understand tradition and there's a lot of old heads that want to keep it that way. But if you're looking at recruiting and in the landscape of how recruiting is changing, it's almost a must. Now, I'm going to give you a perfect example. Patrick talked about Penn State. I'm going to use LSU as an example. LSU typically wears their whites every single game, except for a non-conference. I think it's like one non-conference home game. And they wear the purple jerseys. And I'm telling you right now, the purple jersey is the best color scheme that they have period there's no mm -hmm. question about it that jersey is the best lsu jersey uh, you know you saw the black jerseys right the black jerseys were a thing and i'm okay with black jerseys but if you if this would be the year coming off of a national title where nobody has anything to say because you just won that so you can do what you want with that being said let the kids do let the listen listen to the kids 
listen to the kids. I guarantee you they're going to want a variation of something similar to what we just saw in these recruiting photos. Let it happen against Oregon and go from there. Yeah. Well, I'll I tell you what. Think about it. Um, if, if we would have had these, these white uniforms with the white helmets for that Notre Dame game when we played at Notre Dame where they said that the stadium was filled more with red or with, with Georgia, I mean, you could have truly had a whiteout. And so now Georgia can, can go to somebody else's stadium and say, hey, let's just have a whiteout. They come out there with those white uniforms, and it almost feels like it's, it's going to be a home game. Um, and and it's, it's, it's kind of intimidating, if, if, you know, just to, just to be honest. And also, you know, you're thinking, man, Georgia has a so, you know, they, they have some cojones to call a whiteout at an away game and wear their white uniforms. I mean, but, you know, coming off of a national championship, they can do that. And again, for a recruit to come in there and just see something just a little bit different than than tradition just kind of adds a little bit more flavor to to what, what what's going on. You know, and listen, just because we showed the all white and then that you know, it's, it's, it's a new flavor, right? For, uh, for, especially for discussion, you still, you know, listen, the spike squad guys, the spike squad is wanting us to black out the bins and a perfect time to plug this. Listen, the spike squad wants us to black out the bins, right? So with that being said, Juan, why not wear the all black concept that we see in recruiting photos, right? You could see that against Oregon, right? And honestly, listen, you mentioned the whiteout at Penn State. Right. The, the, the coordination and the organization that they have with their fan base and, and their school and everything like that right there, it's second to none. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, if the black if, if the spy squad, you know, if they want to black out the bins, Kirby, Coach Kirby, uh, you're listening, right? Perfect time. Perfect yep. time to black out the bins. Help just keep the red helmet. That's fine too. Yeah. Black on black black out the bins you talking about energizing a fan base when you see the product on the field and these guys run out in all black the 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 fruit like the new the new breed of georgia fans the you know the my my generation of georgia fans now the old generations may have some question marks and i get that right it's tradition but we're just talking about breaking the rule for one game not yep. every game not every game you're right one game you're right. You're right. And, and that, that's how I feel with, with, with the all-white uniforms. I mean, it's it's not going to be every away game. It's going to be an all-white uniform. You know, you can always – you always have your traditional red helmets with the white jerseys, you know, silver britches. Everybody knows about the silver britches. But, again, there's going to be that one or two games. I mean, you look at, you look at Stanford. Stanford traditionally is going to be your – they're going to be all-white with the white helmets or they'll have the, the, the red jerseys with the white pants. But every now and then they go all-black. And when I tell you that it looks sharp, I wish Georgia would, you know, come out and something like that. I think that'd be, that'd be top notch. Oh, no doubt. Now I will say this when it comes to Oregon and all of their, you know, color concepts and schemes, ironically, they're, in my opinion, their best one is the actual duck. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. The, or, the white helmet, orange face mask, green Jersey, white pants, uh, orange socks and then white shoes. For some reason, that just like hits it <laughs> over the top, right? right. Now, at the same time, Georgia can't copy that because we can't put a little tail sick off our ass. We can't do that. Right, right, right. So with that being said, you know we we can't put ears off. No, we can't do that like that. But for something about it, man, like Oregon has that like 
the mascot and everything that you can just pull it off. And listen, it's okay to take, listen, this is a copycat league. Okay. It's okay to break tradition for one time. Like I said, the main focus of this whole segment here, it's okay to break tradition, at least in my opinion, I understand the tradition, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it is okay for one game. One game. Yeah. These guys earned it. We, they just got us a national title for the first time in 41 years. Yeah. If give them a chance to say what they want because they earned it. They yeah. went out there and they played on the field between the hedges week in and week out and got us a ring. And, and listen, that 40, that 41 year old curse, that 1980 joke. Listen, if you, if you're still saying 1980 and trying to use that as a reference, you can kindly fuck off, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah. French there. And, and, and those just, guys, you know, I, I, I talking to, to Bobo and, and, and talking to talking to Muschamp, you know, and asking, you know, how, how are you guys going to be this year? And they said, first and foremost, these boys are working hard. We're going to be OK. Um, and, and, and for me, you know, and obviously I'm not putting words in their mouth or having any bulletin board material. But anytime that somebody says, hey, we're going to be OK, they're going to be much better than OK. So. Uh, just some exciting things, you know, coming, you know, coming from Georgia. You know, had an opportunity to to, to see the locker room. It, it's everything is just top notch. You know, compared to when I was there, we had the rusty lockers that, you know, you barely brush up against them and you get tetanus. Um, to now, they have, you know, the Lamborghini covered seats. Uh, you know, in, in, in their lockers and and the nutrition stations and and all that kind of good stuff. So, in, in order for your program to be top notch, you're going to have to have these types of things and to get these recruits that they have had a chance to walk through the weight room, got a chance to see Denylon, uh, Griffin Scrog. So a couple of guys that are, you know, that are, you know, just some signees right now looking good and, and, and they're, you know, working hard in the, in the weight room. I saw Mims, um, you know, it, it's one thing to see somebody on a, on a football field, but when you actually see them in person, and they're towering over you. <laughs> You're just like, man, it is. It's amazing. So obviously glad to have him back, and and not only glad to have him back, but just then to see him, um, you know, working hard. It's it's uh, something really great. Apparently, you brushed against those rusty lockers and got receptions. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, so you know, looking at the situation, right? Like you know, you're talking about what you know what was going on in Athens, right? And we'll touch back on this a little bit right now. Perfect transition. <clears throat> now the entire 22 cycle is in the books and it's actually on campus now, right? Uh, you know, over Memorial Day weekend, you know, that I want to say June for, uh, 31st and the first is when the guys started reporting in, right? So I, I want to ask you from this one, when, what was it like, for, you know, finally out of high school and finally getting in to move into your dorm room and getting settled? What was that like for you being a player? Um, it, it's, it's overwhelming. I can, I can tell you that because not only are you, you know, moving away from home, you are responsible, you know, basically, uh, you know, 18, you know, year old kid, 17, 18 year old kid. Now you're responsible for being where you need to be and, 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 and doing what you have to do. You have a lot of, you know, free time. So you think, and uh, you know, you just, you, you can't waste it. You can't squander it. But then again, you know, you are in a room, with guys that are competing for playing time that are wanting to go to the NFL. And so then you have to go and then try to compete because you want to be on TV. So, you know, and, and you want to go out there and, and, and make an impact and make a name for yourself. So it, it, it can be overwhelming 
but uh, you know, fortunately for me, I had some some great guys that were in my in my room, um, and and also some great guys that just team leaders that just kind of welcome you in because at the end of the day, even though most people have individual goals, the biggest goal is to win a national championship. So uh, yeah. it, it's you know you you again you're wide eyed you're the now you're the now you're the small fish in a big pond, and uh, you know you're just you're just trying to make it through. See, I, I've had my fair share of moving into a new place. All right, now we didn't we we shared room, but it was like fifty of us. Okay, <laughs> just so you know. Now, if I'm not mistaken, the, the dorms like are are you familiar with the dorm layout? Like they have their own room, but then they share like a common space. Is that what it's like? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 So you'll have like a big space, like a living room or something you know something and then you know maybe like a game room or something you know just some different things and you'll find that most like that's the big thing now at most of these colleges and then also too sometimes they will share with other you know just just your regular students that are not athletes gotcha now i know like i said listen my, my experience was a completely different thing because i wasn't focused on college and football all right i was focused on surviving in military that's a different yeah. piece that's yeah. a different piece oh yeah, oh, yeah. But now, you know, you sit there and listen, I understand, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, coming from parts of Georgia and things like that. And like you said, it's a small fish in a big pond, right? It happens, right? You, you, you I guess you could say it's something that you'll get used to. And listen, if you're Georgia I, and you mentioned, you know, fighting for competition, competing for playing time. At the same time, the culture, right, I, I think is key here because it can, it can get and push away any types of uncertainty and and concerns because look at what georgia just did in the draft right you know it might be different from when you were coming into georgia but at now right you see so much rotation so you know and listen we talk about rotation and we you know we've talked about it before but i think that's honestly helping some guys ease through the process and at georgia is that is that far fetched to believe no you're you're right you're right. I mean, and again, like I said, they're more the, the the culture is what's what's big. And then, of course, you know, winning a national championship, you know, everybody wants to go and then repeat. And, you know, what what do you do to repeat? You bring in this, these these new guys, anything that you can do to help in order to get them out on the field and do some do some big time things is, is going to be great. I mean, look at, you know, when Alabama won their national championship uh, in, in, in 2017 and they had all those freshmen that were on the field with Waddle and Ruggs and they had to be brought on the same thing with Tua had to be brought on to say, listen, in order for us to win a national championship, we need you guys to step up. And so that culture has been brought to Georgia. Georgia now has that culture to say, listen, guys, it's not about me. And, and it's not about me going to the draft or doing all that, which, you know, obviously you saw that um, with, with the guys that decided, Hey, I want to come back. And, and, you know, Jordan Davis said, I want to come back to, win a national championship and in order for me to do that you know i've, I've got to buy in and then i've got to bring along these other guys and make sure that they buy in you know from a leadership standpoint and that is what you you, you actually feel that and you had some guys uh that were players that were helping those coaches run those drills uh when they were out there or, or just helping the you know you could see them talking to a quarterback or talking to a receiver you know talking to a defensive guy to say hey you know do this pick this up do this and, and it's really cool because these are future Georgia football players that they're saying, man, if, if, if they can improve this or if they can do that, they can come right in here and, and, and make an impact. 
I'm looking at it, right? And I think what you just talked about is is really a testament to the culture as well, because these kids don't have to come and help if I'm if I'm not mistaken. They don't have to. They're you know, they're doing it kind of as a recruiting pitch, in my opinion, right? Um, you know, and listen, you know, not every kid that camps at Georgia is going to commit to Georgia. There's just physically no possible way. But you get these elite kids that come to camp, right? You have these kids that are super hungry, uh, stars, if you wish, three stars, maybe even unranked under the radar guys, guys that Georgia know about, they're interested in. But they, you know, listen, if they run the right 40 time, you might see an offer go out same day. Uh, yeah, it happened. OK, but you sit there and you see, you know, if, if, if I'm a high school athlete and, and I'm trying to, you know, camp, soak it in like a sponge because you have, I don't know, just hypothetically say it, if you're an offensive lineman and you have Warren McClendon or, you know, Mims or anybody sitting there giving you pointers and things like that, soak it in, soak it in. If you're a receiver and, you know, Lad McConkie talks you about something, listen, Lad McConkie was a walk on and he's and he's made a name for himself early, right? Mm -hmm. A.D. Mitchell, three-star, made a name for himself. He's going to be the number one guy as a sophomore. Soak it in. So, and you know, embrace all everything that you're, you know, embrace the opportunity to talk to these guys and, and pick their brains, right? It's all a matter of absorbing everything like a sponge, right? But you talk about the camps. Now let's talk about officials. Can you believe we went almost 23 minutes and we haven't brought up the name Arch Manning yeah. until just now. Yeah. Yeah. Listen. The Arch, Arch Manning sweepstakes. <laughs> every single pair of eyes that keep on college football recruiting are on Athens this weekend. I'm just letting you know, if you don't know who Arch Manning is, first off, are you a football fan? Second, to answer your question, if you don't know, Grandson of Archie Manning, right? Uh, last name Manning. Uh, you're looking at Peyton Eli, right? Cooper, <coughs> Cooper Manning's son, to uh, keep it short. He's going to be in town, right, for an official visit. Caleb Downs, probably the biggest name in Georgia right now, in the state of Georgia, biggest target must get for Georgia. He's going to be there. Justice Haynes is going to be there. Bunch of different kids going to be there. Tons of official visits. What what is the expectation right for for an official visit, like for what does Georgia have to do to I guess you could say what does Georgia have to do to hit a home run for these official visits this weekend? Well, for for for, for Archie, I mean, again, he's he's already been there several times, but for him to really just kind of sit in the QB room and you know and on these official visits, they just kind of go through a, you know a couple of concepts, they do a, you know some different things. But look what Arch Manning has to look at. So, Arch, you've got right now Stetson Bennett's coming back. Outside of Stetson Bennett, you've got your, you know, you've got, you've got Beck, you've got Vandergriff, then you've got Gunnar Stockton. It's going to be, hey, you're going to be able to beat these guys out. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Your name is big enough. We're going to give you an opportunity to, to, to come in here and play. And then... Arch, look at what you have around you. You've got Caleb Downs. You've got Justice Haynes. There's a good chance you're going to be handing the ball off to Justice Haynes, who, let me just tell you, he's a monster. He's he's now at Buford. Um, and, and if you actually get an opportunity to see him, he is a physical specimen. And uh, he, he's, you know, everything that's advertised. So you've got 
probably three of the top recruits coming in all together. They're all going to hang out. There's a good chance that they probably follow each other on Twitter, Snapchat, whatever it is. They've already been in communication. So it's perfect that Georgia has all three of these guys in here to get to uh, together for Caleb Downs. Hey, you're a Georgia guy, you know, and, and Justice Haynes, your dad played here. Why not? You know, why, why not Georgia? The facilities, when they take the tour for the facilities, it's amazing. The indoor, the, you know, practice fields, the, uh, again, you're, you're going to have an opportunity to, to look at the nutrition bar, you know, for, for dinner or whatever. You can just go up there, order whatever you want. If you are, you know, if, if you need to be lean, this is, you know, th- these are your options. If you need to put on weight, these are your options. They're doing a great job of taking care of them. And then, of course, they're also doing, you know, I think it's $80 million of additional renovations. You've got a young head coach. You got a young head coach. You've got you know some some great guys. So, so you know some youth when it actually comes to Georgia. Why would you not want to be a part of of what's going on there, Georgia? You know, listen. You you talked about right, like what comes on official visits, right? You, you took some with action yourself. Um, yeah. Listen from from this standpoint right here. What you're seeing now is a lot different than what you saw. Mm-hmm. You, you took an official visit to Georgia and a couple other places, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Tell us what it was like, at, you know, when you were coming out of high school into college. What was your official visit like? So my my official visit, basically, you know, they they go and, and they'll you know match you up for for me at the time. It was Andre Hastings, who was the top you know uh, receiver at Georgia, also top in the nation. And uh, you know, they just kind of take you out and they you know, take you to a, you know, party, maybe introduce you to, you know, just a couple of people just to kind of show you what, what life is like just being a student. And then of course, you know, they'll, the, the next day they'll take you around the facilities. You'll sit in there and you'll talk with the, with, with your position coach. And, and then they'll go through some concepts to say, Hey, listen, this is what we do. This is how we do it. These are the guys that are going to be on the board. You know, this guy's going to be a senior. This guy's going to be a senior. So he's going to be out of here. You need to, you know, you need to come in and step in and, and, and make, you know, big plays for us. This is why we're recruiting you here. Uh, you go and do the, the academic side. And again, you're just, you know, doing all of this stuff, a lot of it with your family so that your family can also experience the same thing. So, you know, family's huge. I mean, they're, they're important because my mom and dad, after they left, you know, Georgia, they were like, wow, like this is this is a great place to be even back then. And they didn't have the facilities, the locker room or, or the fields and all the great things that they have right now and even the coaching. And so what, what they have right now compared to what I had back then, you know, I was a Georgia guy, but I'm telling you, there's no way on this planet I would ever be able to take a, a visit to Georgia and not want to commit right away. I mean, I, I probably would, but that's, and that's me also trying to take my uh, red and black glasses off, but, you know, listen, with with how things have changed from a recruiting standpoint, right? Like you you, hear, you always hear you always hear about the facilities arms race, right? And that's a true thing. Completely true. Uh, as Patrick says, he, he called it apparently. Uh, he said last week Arch is gonna play an ad- But with that being said, right, you take all these official visits and you know sit they're thinking about it right for me i feel like it's overwhelming right because there's so much in so short amount of time if you really 
try to think about it that way, right? Because you're not only making an athletic decision, you should be making an academic, you know, decision as well. With with all these kids here, listen, there's, uh, you know, we talked, as, as Patrick talked about arts, I want to kind of talk back about this. There's some key Georgia commits that's, you know, calc- I, I feel like Kirby has this calculated out that took their visits, just so happens with Arch Manning. Raymond Cottrell, uh, Pierce Sperling, uh, they're good friends, by the way. Um, you know, you sit there, you, you take all these guys, you know, that are committed. If you're an uncommitted prospect, what, why would, why would you want, I'm just, I want to obviously answer maybe a stupid question, but why would you want a committed uh, athlete to, to do that? Like, do you expect him to be that type of recruiter on top of the coaching staff? Or is it, you know, or is it dependent on the, the kid's personality? Like, you know, some some kids might not be that outgoing type of recruiter. Some guys just want to kind of stick to themselves. It what's the calculation like for that? Like I just want to kind of get a feel for it. Like I have an idea, but is there like a true calculation for this? Yeah, I mean there there definitely is, and you know especially for me, if I sit there and, and think about it, I grew up a diehard Auburn fan. I, so I took you know visits to Auburn. I took visits to Florida, and uh, you know my my. Uh, high school teammate running back um, was, uh, you know, he, he kind of grew up, you know, fans of just different things, but he took, um, you know, he was thinking about going to Georgia and we just kind of talked about it. Well, we took that official visit together and, uh, uh, and he had already committed, but we took that official visit together. So he was like, this is why, I mean, it's, it's so evident why was to be here. Think about what we can do uh, you know, to, to, together. And, and I think that that's what, one of the things that they want to do is again, they're already committed, but they want to take and, and, and just kind of say, Hey, listen, Arch, we're going to be the group. We're going to be that 2023 group. That's going to just change the, the, the face of the, of the whole college football. And, uh, you know, what, why would you not want to be a part of that? And, uh, so I, I think it's a great calculated move. It's smart. And it's, you know, that's the big thing that, you know, for, for recruiting, Unfortunately and thankfully, Dan Mullen was, you know, not smart enough to, <laughs> you know, to, to do that. But Kirby is. And, and that's going to be the biggest reason why. Uh, and and, and I, I second what you say, Patrick, we're going to get Arch Manning. Arch Manning will be at Georgia. Listen, don't get me started. You brought up you brought up his name. So don't get me started. One. Don't get me, <laughs> I, I could do a whole show on this, but I got to stop. I can't do it. Right. But with you know, obviously, listen. I, you know, there is a calcul. There's a reason, right? I, I think you look at um, <laughs> Patrick doing Mullen joke. Yeah, go ahead, shoot him out in the comments if you have. Um, listen, you, you talk about you know Pierce Sperlin, right? I feel like he's a under you under under the radar type person in this recruitment. Right? Everybody wants to look at you know Sarkeesian in Texas, and we'll focus on Arch for a second. We'll open it back up. Arch, you know, the, the contrary belief is it is between Texas and Georgia, right? And the narrative of, you know, Georgia and quarterbacks are going to be thrown out until the end of time, it feels like, but um, or until things change. With Texas, you've got Sark that's, a you know, an offensive wizard, if you will. Um, you know, but listen, there's a lot of expectations that they have to, they have to win their conference first. And, and there's, a, there's a possibility they can't even do that. Their offensive line, what is that going to look like? If I'm Arch Manning, Arch Manning, listen, the Mannings are a smart family. You cannot tell me otherwise. You you cannot tell me that they're not sitting here and literally piecing everything together. 
can can Sartre teach them something new? Perhaps, right? Can Texas block for Arch? Perhaps that's the problem. Perhaps mm -hmm. answer there. Georgia has an offensive line that will be able to keep him upright. You have a chance for a – we just won a national title. Therefore, that narrative that Georgia can't get it done is is irrelevant now to anyone trying to recruit against that. You have you have an elite defense year in and year out that's going to put some of the stress off of you to go out and win games if you – you know what I mean? At Texas, what defense do they have? You're going to have to sit there and have a shootout potentially every week to win games. You had a shootout last year and got beat by Kansas. <laughs> yeah. Any Texas fan listening to this, you got beat by Kansas, and it was your defense's fault. Yeah, like I mean, it was a team effort that contributed. But listen, you threw up you threw up a good amount of points, but your defense couldn't stop anything. Yeah, it was it was a broken down. It was not it was not good for anything last year. And, yeah. and I'm going to stop on bashing them for that because they've already been enough heartache and, and ridicule for that. But you, you sit there, if, if, if I'm Arch Manning, you know, you, you, you want to sit there and you take what they have to offer, right? Uh, Newman High School down in Louisiana, they've never won a, a state title. Arch could do that this year, potentially, right? They want to win championships. They want to get him to the NFL. And if I'm Georgia, best believe I'm telling him, hey, look, come here. You, you've got great backs to hand the ball off to. You've got a plethora of weapons. They might not be your five stars, but they're a plethora of weapons. And you have two guys, in my opinion, that are the X factors for this, the catalyst, if you will. Todd Munkin, number one, but Buster Faulkner as well. Mm -hmm. Because there is no guarantee that Todd Munkin will be there. Even with the $2 million a year salary now increase that he's at now, Still no guarantee that he's going to stay at Georgia the entire time that Arch Manning's here. So Buster Faulkner is an is a undervalued component there in his recruitment. So you look at that right there, and the fact, listen, there's just so much things that Georgia can use to recruit again. You know, hey, look, we can win a championship. We just did it. Come here. Listen, we just did this with Stetson Bennett. Yeah, Stetson, Stetson Bennett. Bennett, yeah. Bennett. Well, and, and if you look at the bottom, here, here here's the bottom line. Every year, once Texas and Oklahoma come into the SEC, it's a simple question. Arch, do you really think that Texas is going to beat Georgia? Even with you at the helm, do you really think that you're going to beat us? Versus, do you, th do you know we're going to beat Texas every time, the every time we play against them? I mean, and, and just like you said, the Mannings are smart. That has to be something that they're factoring in is, do you want to face Georgia every year? You know, I, I don't think that that's something that they're going to want to do. But if you're at Georgia, do you want to face Texas? Yeah, sign me up. I'll do, I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, listen, there's also another thing here. You talk about Kirby Smart, right? You can't tell me that there's something underneath. If you're a, if you're, if you're a savant on this, there's a friendship there between Kirby and Peyton. I don't care anyone tells me. You, you have to believe that there is. <clears throat> All these Kirby jokes that you hear Peyton talk about. You, you think he's just going to shoot that out now with nothing, with no substance underneath? There, there's a friendship there, yeah. And I think, and I think that matters as well, right? Yeah. There's, there's also the coaching stability. I'll tell you right now, Kirby Smart is 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 almost the equivalent of a god in the state of Georgia. Ain't nobody letting him go. 
Yeah. And Georgia is not planning. Listen, he's in the midst of a huge contract extension. Yeah. The stability is there. Yep. It's and there. and Patrick, look at look what Patrick, what what a perfect recruiting pitch. Imagine having 15 NFL players on your college team come to Athens and we'll we'll do it again. That's unheard of. It's it, it's unheard of. And now, which when you were just talking about what the additional recruits that are coming in this week with you know with, with uh, Caleb Downs, I, I see him. He's going to be a future NFLer. No ifs ands or buts about it. Justin oh, no Haynes, he's going to be a future NFLer. There's no doubt about it. Or MLB, depending on how things go. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So um, you know you you have a you have the potential. You're not going to have that at Texas. I'm sorry. You're just you know, you're 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 not gonna have that at Texas. Also, to you know what, we're we're playing with Georgia Tech for the state of Georgia. Texas is battling with uh, with Texas A&M, who's paying everybody under the sun to come to Texas A&M. You know, and they're dealing with Baylor, SMU, all of these. You know, Texas Tech, all of these guys. We're 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 dealing with you know we're dealing with Georgia Tech. So listen, Who is that? Arch, come on, say it again. Who is that? Who's Georgia it's Tech? A, it's an online community college. That's, oh, so, uh, East, so like the ECPI of the ACC? Right, yes, yes, exactly. Okay, okay. And then Patrick, look it. at it. You know, Texas had zero draft picks. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> yes, sir. That, that number will change for Texas. Yeah. But that is... That is inexcusable for a program like Texas, because yeah. in a in a down year, in a down year, in a subpar year, LSU had what ten guys drafted. Yeah, yeah. That's not good. If if yeah. you're a Texas fan, that's not good. Now they're going to have some guys drafted off this upcoming team. We know that. But again, zero. Zero. Yep. That's and then also too, you're you're you know you're you're having to deal with Quinn Ewers, who will probably be, you know, a red. I think he was red shirted. I don't. I'm not really sure, but he's going to be there for at least three years. You know, two of them. And so again, you're going to be battling with him because they think that he's the, you know, the 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 next coming. So you know, at Georgia, you're not going to have a battle. You're just not. I mean, well, I think you could, but at the same time, I don't. Like you said, I mean, you have Quinn Ewers. But I, I think it's more than just a quarterback competition. I don't think they're worried about competition. He, I don't think Arch would be worried about competition at all. Yeah, I, I think I think he knows that he's going to go to the NFL regardless. I just think yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. way. No matter what, no matter what. So if you have the potential to get drafted, where do you want to go? What do you do to get drafted higher? You win games. You win yep. championships, right? Stats can help win a Heisman, but what what have we saw out of Heisman quarterbacks and Heisman trophy winners in the NFL? Not saying Johnny there's Mandel. some <laughs> you know. I mean Danny Werfel. I mean just nothing. you've got yeah I mean you've got quarterbacks that go out and, and really underwhelm tremendously even with all the stats. Development is more than any stat. Yeah it's more it's more important and valuable than any stat you can throw out there. And where are you going to get developed the most? That that has to be something in that in that train of thought. But obviously, listen, we've talked about Arch at nauseam at this point, but I want to talk more about, you know, 
looking at the the slate of June, right? Every weekend might not it might not be as loaded as what we've got this up, you know, starting today and tonight. But there's some big names that are each, you know, that are each weekend, if you will, right? Obviously, my man Jamal, right? Next weekend, right? Uh, you know, there's some offensive linemen that are going to be in there, which, in my opinion, is one of the key uh, positions that we need to hit. If you had to choose out of this weekend or out of this whole month, what's the one recruit outside of Arch Manning that you're focused the most on? If 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 you if you're if you're a Georgia coach in that in that regard, um, I, again, Caleb Downs is huge. I mean, he he is. I mean, he's. He's one of those versatile guys. He almost kind of reminds me a little bit of a Champ Bailey. Champ Bailey came in and actually played as a, you know, as, as a true freshman, but he also played some wide receiver as well. Ball smarts. I mean, and then again, like I said, his his brother is up at, at UNC tearing it up, you know, make, make you know, make a big time name for himself. But I, I'm telling you what, like Caleb Downs to me is 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 gonna be that guy. I I, I kind of feel like we have the inside track when it comes to to uh, Justice Haynes, um, but again, Caleb Downs is going to be be that guy. I, I've got to do it. <clears throat> I got to do it. I'm, my main is is Jamal. Yep, Jamal. And and it's, and I'm going to keep beating this horse until the cows. I'm just going to keep beating this dead horse by now. And, and to me, I'm listen. If you have a guy that is measurably similar to Jordan Davis, that plays the same as Jordan Davis. He's a must-have. I don't care if he's three stars, two star, five star, whatever. If you fit that mold and you can play like him, Jordan Davis, you pick that kid up. And and Kirby Smart knows that. Trey Scott knows that. Get him, get him, get his family down here. Show him why Georgia is his next home. Period. Show him why. And, and you know what I mean, like. Pulling North, pulling kids out of North Carolina can be tricky now, especially with Mac Brown over at Chapel Hill. I get it, but when you, you know, with with the context of what Georgia was able to do this past cycle, right? Jordan Davis, right? The, the comparison, the easy comparison for Jamal, just went 13th overall, and could have and should have went higher, but it's just a matter of team need at that point, right? Yep. Yep. Come to Georgia, get developed by the best. You'll play with the best. And you'll get drafted in the NFL. People, I guarantee. Listen, if Jordan Davis has the has the level of production that I think he will in Philadelphia within these first couple of years, and say for instance, if Jamal were to commit to Georgia, how many NFL teams do you think would look at it like, okay, so here's here's the situation: Jordan Davis is killing the NFL, and there's a kid down at Georgia that Jordan Davis just came from that's the same measurables as Jordan Davis. Yep. And he's having, he's getting developed under the same guy that developed Jordan Davis from a three-star to an all-American. You, you, you're telling me no NFL is going to see that. Right. Every, every scout in the NFL would look at that. You have, especially if Jordan Davis goes off. Right. If he, if right. he goes off, that's the key. So for me, and I understand, you know, Jamal might even get paired up with Sadir Mitchell, which is just mind-boggling to me, just how big both of those guys are. I'm just saying, Jamal, Jared, you have to show him why he he, he just needs to commit. Mm-hmm. You get him to commit. Get him to show why he's committed, right? That's my most important. Bias, maybe. 
but I still think defensive tackle runs the defense as crazy as it sounds. Yep. He, yep. he plays in a very important part, very important part of the defense. But with that being said, Juan, <clears throat> as we wrap it up, we're going to keep it out for uh, – we're going to keep it out over the weekend to see how things go with official visits. I uh, want to give give y'all guys a preview for what to expect Monday. Got my guy, Chris Phillips. He runs SEC Unfiltered, and we're going to talk about the – you know, we had the show where we talked about my theory for the SEC scheduling and the division layout. Apparently, that was shot to shit one. Uh, <laughs> there's been talks about the eight-game, nine-game conference with three permanent, and, and, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to go deep down in that. So so starting Monday, right, we're going to run through the SEC in this regard, and, and we're going to sit there and, and talk about what the model was that was proposed and how how would it impact Georgia? How would it impact the SEC? So we're going a little bit more in-depth with the SEC talk here Monday. So be prepared for that. With that being said, though, Juan, how, do you know how many days it is left until the count uh, till Georgia kicks off in the bins? What is it? Is it 91? 92. 92, 92. days. 92 days. And listen, so we're going to make a quick announcement. The DGD podcast is partnering with the Spike Squad for our countdown to kickoff campaign, guys, you'll see it on you'll see it on the social media platforms every day until our kickoff against Oregon. With that being said, though, keep in mind, and I'll I'll pull it back up. Whenever you make sure to do hashtag blackout the bins, blackout the bins, hashtag it. Make this happen. We talked about it earlier. All black with a red helmet. It's perfect. It's an it's a statement against a team that's going to make a statement with their uniforms. And I understand there's more to it than looking good and playing with uniforms. It, the game's played on the field. But I'm telling you right now, there's a saying by somebody you might know, if, if you look good, you feel good. And if you feel good, you play good. And I think that's true. Yep. Agreed. That's true. That's Agreed. true. Shout out to Coach Prime. But 92 days until Georgia kicks off and goes duck hunting, uh, against those Oregon Ducks. Uh, Juan, it was a pleasure having you on, getting to pick your brain a little bit about your experience while you were coming to Georgia. Uh, obviously talking about this new – listen, if <clears throat> that all white, my take on it, I love it. I love it. Love it. Yeah. Do you like it or you don't? Let us know in the comments, guys. Down below, let us know in the comments. Do you like it? Do you not like it? What's your favorite comment? Uh, what's your favorite color combination out of the new concepts? Or do you keep it traditional? Let us know. Um, also, make sure to like, follow, subscribe, wherever you watch the show, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook. Uh, but also keep in mind, lots of rain watches. Use code DGD at checkout to get 10% off your purchase site-wide. Hey, join the Discord and the Patreon. Feel free to join that as well. I'm getting some good intel about some North Carolina kids I think you'll enjoy it. <clears throat> and Juan, with that being said, listen, I know you've got a busy week, busy weekend, I would assume. You got anything, any big plans, my man? That, no, actually, it's 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 going to be one of the more more last weekend was was really, really tough. You know, at, you know, graduation, uh, birthdays, all that kind of good stuff. So it's it's just to finally have a relaxing weekend. brigade baby uh, listen best chat in, in dog nation in my opinion uh, 
listen, all you got to do to be a part of the brigade, hey, just come in live at noon when we talk. Hop in. You're a part of the brigade by, by default, right? Yeah. But listen, Juan, I want you to have a great weekend. Hey, if you make it down to Athens, let me know. <clears throat> yes, sir. Certainly will. If, if you make it down there and you spot the arch, right, I think I think that's, you know, it might do some intel right there. But uh, Right, right, right. <laughs> but, no, but listen, I hope everybody has a great weekend. Catch you back here. Hey, listen, Monday noon, we're going to be talking SEC. Some information that I think people were really interested in on what you could see moving forward in the future for not only Georgia, but the conference, right? Yeah. Uh, listen, dgdpodcast.com. Hey, listen, at the DGD Podcast on YouTube and uh, I should say Twitter and Instagram.